Hello and welcome back once again, Bevies with the Boys, episode 26. You know what time it is, it's that time of the week where Tom and I talk shenanigans and nonsense, Yay. although you might not think that. I mean, based off the last two weeks, we've just done countdowns, uh, the last three weeks actually, if we do the 2021 recap, that was just countdowns of everything, so uh, we're back, I'm, we're back I'm with a vengeance. I'm all numbered out. I'm you are all numbered out. I don't know, really. Oh, lists. I understand the lists. joke. Yeah, that's uh, nice. I'm, I'm currently. I'm getting used to wearing a gilet. I've invested into my fashion sense, and it feels kind of like I'm just wearing a big old bin bag around me. So I just keep You're on like, waving a gilet my indoors? arms. I'm wearing a gilet indoors. Isn't that like a jacket of sorts? It is, Kieran. I don't have heating. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's understandable. It's absolutely freezing at the minute, so I can't blame you at all. Um, oh, no. I feel we we need to be slightly transparent with our, our audience, Tom, and let them know that oh. we're both operating at about 40% uh, at the very most currently. Oh, <laughs> so... I, have, I have not stopped shaking since I woke up this morning. I'm very hungover. <laughs> that's all the heroin. That's how it'll, it that'll do that to you. Yeah, um, addiction. So, yeah, we're... <laughs> Apologies in advance uh, if this is more of a sleepy time episode than you may have been <laughs> expecting, but uh, we're going to pull through. We're going to give it a go anyway. Um, is this the first podcast we instead do a top 10 of our favourite bedtime stories? <laughs> top 10 dreams that I plan <laughs> on having tonight. <laughs> All of them are being murdered by Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah. uh, fun I'm, jokes. I'm going to and... just very quickly just pull off the plaster and make a very loud noise as I oh, rip that was horrendous. the lay off. Yeah. That'll either that be edited very out loud. or it won't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, just see you on the day. Right. We need to have some some spicy topics to get this rolling. So, first of all, Tom, uh, can I tell you the story of uh, a very racist comedian I saw? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, I I won't mention the venue because, uh, I don't know, I just don't want to, you know, drag them down into this because they're a very nice little venue here. You were live at the Apollo. I was at, live at the <laughs> Apollo with the, uh, Al Murray, the pub landlord. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, was at, I, I went to a comedy night in uh, Colchester um, and there's a, a few monthly ones and this is one that I've gone to a few times and it's one of those ones where it is just... Uh, I think it is, uh, I guess, three comedians, maybe four. But you've also hmm. got um, a compare MC, whatever you want to call them. So technically you've got four. Um, and I think it was the first guy uh, to come on. I've been there a few times and it was a real fun time previously. So I thought, oh, you know, it'll be a, a fun old evening again. And this guy comes on and he's uh, quite a disheveled little man uh, with a shaved head and... <laughs> um, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not casting any uh, judgment about people with shaved heads, but uh, it is relevant to this story. But he as was I've a small you. little man with the shaved head. He was. So he starts telling his jokes, and he's very much um, a I guess you'd call it early two thousands blokey comedian talking about how big his dick is and how he's having sex all the time, uh, which is odd because the, as the I will reiterate, <laughs> I'll reiterate, he was a small little dishevelled shaved man. <laughs> um, so he's but if he's packing. Well, apparently so. He, you know, he really wanted us to know he was. So I don't know. Think what you would like about. <laughs> he grabbed that. you by the shoulders and screamed <laughs> into your face. He did. He said, "I have a big penis." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, cool, uh, great." Um, but anyway, so he he's telling these fun little jokes and he's he's having a good time. He's he was okay. You know, he was kind of a, a good first act to warm people up. Yeah. Um, but then he 
like most comedians at the minute, unfortunately, uh, he started talking a lot about COVID and lockdowns. Um, mm. And I know it's kind of, you know, observational comedy is very much, as the name would imply, based off the world around you. But I don't know about you. I don't want to fucking hear about, like, the pandemic all the time. Like, it's, I don't... It's been beaten in comedy sets so much. They've revived the dead horse, brought in a second horse with it, and beaten them both down again. They have. It's... I mean, I think... On this podcast, we spoke about when you and I, at the end of last year, went to go see comedy, and it was the I same. I went to a routine. high school assembly. We did. We went to a gymnasium, <laughs> um, and the the school janitor was up on stage, and he was, uh, yeah, just talking about COVID and stuff. But anyway, you know, I was kind of forgave him to, for that. Um, we're back at the the Colchester Comedy Night I went to now, uh, a yeah. bit of theatre of the mind. Um, but anyway, I forgave him for that because you know everyone's talking about COVID at the minute. I get it's very easy, very relatable. But then he uh, then he starts kind of talking about how it came from China and like you know pretty inarguably by this point I think we all know that COVID originated in Wuhan, um, yeah. apart from you know the, the conspiracy theories and all that nonsense. But um, you know it, it's one thing to talk about it, but there's another thing where you can sense in somebody's voice. Uh, <laughs> oh, you had you had the warning bells just start going. Well, off. there was undertones of let's just call it um, venom and bile when he whenever he used the word China. <laughs> so already, it as you on say, the, this man has not been to East Asia. And no, I I reckon he's been to the Wagamama up the street from the venue, <laughs> and that's kind of he's formed his opinion about the entire continent of Asia. Um, but anyway, so he, he starts talking about China and how it all came from there. And I'm like, okay, let's move away from this. Like, you know, you go back to telling me how big your penis is and all this stuff. I'd, I, shockingly, I would prefer that content to this um, general racism. Yeah. Uh, but then... Uh, so no, the rest of the set carries on. He's only on for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then he gets a guitar that's been on stage. I thought it was one of the late oh, comedians because he left no. it till the very end. Um, and then he starts uh, playing this song um, about how a guy in Wuhan shouldn't eat a bat. And again, it's kind of, it's it's if you look at it, from like an outsider's perspective, it might not be considered racist. I'm not some you know hypersensitive um, millennial, which is I know a, you know an insult thrown around a lot. But it was kind of based off the previous uh, stuff in his act. You could tell that this was almost a very personal issue um, <laughs> for this was. guy. <laughs> you, you did get he was a camp counselor at Camp KKK this last summer. <laughs> <laughs> his, the guitar skills have gone really well from those yeah. sort of fire songs. I forgot to mention as well, uh, at the middle of his shaved head, he had a giant swastika. I didn't think much of yeah. it before the set, but I thought, <laughs> oh, you know, he's just... The entire time he was getting the stagehands to wheel out his burning cross. Just yeah, so he it really was... Had <laughs> the, the warning signs were there. I don't know why I didn't pick up on this. But then he carries on oh. with a bit more comedy, and yeah. um, he does what can only be described as an incredibly... 1980s caricature Asian voice, uh, which I'm not going to repeat for this podcast because people no. don't need to hear that. They can very much imagine what I'm saying. Just think, I mean, you could probably think early Little Britain even. Like, you know, this country isn't without its uh, skeletons, let's say. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like it was quite uncomfortable. 
Uh, and it was quite shocking, really, because as I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not offended by most things by any means, but I feel like the general person who has an ounce of empathy for people other than themselves Would can like, understand. I don't enjoy this. At this well, yeah, you anymore. can, you can objectively go, hey, this isn't okay. Like, no. don't, don't do that. Um, so yeah, that was my my comedy story, which uh, ended quite. Uh, non-comedic, I'm afraid, but I just you had to, to get it out there. You need to stop going to right well, comedy night. <laughs> I bought tickets for February. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was a bit of a strange way uh-huh. to start the year, uh, to say the least. But did he I, have a pressed I, vinyl with all of his latest EPs on? He didn't, unfortunately. Um, yeah, otherwise I could have frisbeed it out the window. <laughs> but it was just something that's been been on my chest for a while, and I wanted yeah, to let no. you know uh, of this uncomfortable moment. Um, thank you but thank you for so bringing you're that into my life and there making it sure that i never go to another comedy night with you again <laughs> well what have you been doing the last few weeks what's your have you been going to many as you said alt-right comedy nights <laughs> every tuesday but that's beside the point yeah no i um oh i i was reminded of this the other week and this is an event that didn't happen last week but it, i it popped up again as a story this week i think it's one i've never told you okay. um, so i'm excited to lay down the deeds and I'm very curious, Kieran. You're you're uh, you're what I'll refer to as a man's man. You know, okay. you're the most manly man that's ever manned. I um, am very commonly regarded as yeah. that. Yes, please we carry on. Are. We we both well. chug a Corona uh, every day before going to bed as a little we routine. Do. Hold the virus. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Proven points. Um, have you in your life ever been well and truly emasculated? Emasculate. Uh, yes, I can think of a few instances um, okay. in which I probably have. Why is that? Well, then let me tell you this story about my most horrible time where I went from, I thought, an adult male to a little two-year-old boy in about five <laughs> seconds. Okay. Um, so I, I as, as you know, as everybody should know at this point, I work at a pub, pub restaurant. Yes, a haunted uh, pub. Haunted pub, the haunted pub. This is this isn't ghost story time. This is drunk customer time. So it's the completely yeah. other side of the spectrum of my job. Um, so we had this dude. It was a, it was a very large dude. Like I I I know and I hang around with some customers who are larger and would be seen as larger. He was massive. Are like, we talking like height and build, or are we talking like he's build. had a few too many McDonald's? I, I would say both. It's kind of a, you know Russell Crowe in Unhinged. Okay, I do. Like our, our, our favorite podcast, our favorite film yeah, on this podcast. Our favorite film, the best yeah. film. Um, I do like one and a half Russell Crows, and you you get Bloody the idea. Hell. Oh my um, god! So he was just drinking all night. He was fine, and he was outside, and I didn't realize that he was sharing a bottle of wine with another group of people the entire night because they just kept sure. getting up and getting bottles of wine uh, so everyone else left and then i just went up to him because very politely just went uh hey mate it's um it's just getting on to midnight now so we're gonna start locking up and he went okay i'll leave uh so i went back inside and heard an almighty crash uh, okay. i was like oh no i see where this is going <laughs> i came back out his whole face is bloody because oh my god stood up fall on the flagstones and busted open his entire mouth Jesus. Um, this leads into the other weird bit where his wife is very quickly alternating between 
oh, my little precious boy, and trying to kiss his bleeding lip and then slapping him and calling him a cunt. It's, they were like, <laughs> they were five second transitions either side. Okay. I didn't know what to do. Uh, so this is all going on. We're, we're just, we're cleaning up. We're getting it sorted. And then he's staying just down the road a bit at one of the local hotels. So I'm like, okay, this man cannot walk on his own no. two feet. It took him a good 20 minutes for us to get him back into a chair. I had to fuel right. him with about like three different espressos just so he had some caffeine strength in him. Okay. Um, so I, I just thought I'm, I'm going to have to hoist him up. And then me, my co-worker and his wife, all together, we can, like Ultron, we can come together <laughs> to make something stronger, to hold him and take him up the road. Yeah. Uh, so we, we finally get out of the front door, making good progress, one foot in front of the other. I'm singing Finding Dory little musical numbers. We're, we're getting up the road. And then I look back and both his wife and my co-worker, they've, they're, there's no support there anymore. I'm, so it's just you it's just me i'm in no man's land and i'm okay. just about holding him up and he's just about weaving we've missed a big and then the event happened oh that's not the event okay no the event happened here which i've never felt so small in my life which <laughs> is um he started going sort of falling down and instinctively he went to just grab onto whatever he could to keep some uh balance and right. what he could grab was the back of my trousers around my belt okay. and then i was i and this is the only word that describes it i was then hoisted into the air <laughs> like a gladiator okay so i'm just sort of hugging his neck while he's like supporting me entirely with one arm and then he just sort of carries me up the road no longer <laughs> he's now hercules I thought he was falling. How is he, he holding you up in the air? I don't know how this chain of events happened. He sort of stumbled, grabbed, and then to rebalance, kind of used me as a ballast to kind of <laughs> retail himself. So he's now just marching me up the road. Um, I, I, at this point, my arms and legs are just flopping to the side because I'm like, I, I don't know. I can either hold his neck, the big meaty man neck, or I can just kind of be like a ventriloquist doll as he marches me up. And That's then he incredible. just sort of gets me into the lobby of the hotel and then is like, I have a room. And then the staff come in just to see a man holding another man just <laughs> flopping around. I was like, please let me down. I don't like it. What I mean, what people might not realise oh. about this entire situation is that you and I are both like at least six foot, six foot yeah. two or whatever. Like you're not a small little no, teddy bear I, of a man I, that I'm you can flow around. He, he made me a small little boy. That's incredible. But yeah, that is, uh, I, I don't think I'll ever have an experience like that again in my life. And it both, it amazes me and terrifies me that that man somehow still exists some i don't know if he still exists he was in a rough shape <laughs> when i last saw him well he, i doubt he dematerialized he might you know. i don't know <laughs> that's incredible well uh, the amount yeah. he drank he might have just turned into a puddle <laughs> that is uh yeah i have i have not heard that story and that there is not what i were expecting you to say i thought the the big event was that this guy broke his face open not that oh he, no treated you like a baby doll <laughs> yeah apparently he came into the pub the next day still wearing the same clothes just to say oh sorry about last night i had a bit too much drink can i get a bit of lunch <laughs> oh wow well, he everyone else a pretty nice guy there was fair. like what the fuck because like he had not changed at all he was like he looked like he'd just come in from murdering someone 
That's incredible. This man sounds like a hero or a villain. I don't know. It depends how you look at it. I don't have to work in hospitality. So to me, you know, it will be a very funny thing to watch. But if he picked me up, I'd probably fear for my life at the very least. I I thought I thought that was the end of I thought he then owned me. I was his. (laughs) You're his pillow for the night. Yeah. Um, Okay. well, I have a few little things I wanted to cover that relate to uh stuff we've spoken about in the last few weeks because obviously we were doing our big listicle but we mentioned bits here and there um first of all have you seen the trailer for the cuphead netflix show uh i have seen the trailer for the cuphead netflix show um it looks pretty good i think so he said yeah, I think it's really cool no i think it looks really really cool i i'm the main thing i was shocked about is that it's coming out uh february 18th whereas hmm. i think one of your wacky predictions on our 2022 preview oh, is yeah, it will be out in kind of June. Um, so, so yeah, they that haven't looks gone, really cool. They haven't gone for synergy. I don't like it. No, they haven't. I, I feel like us doing the best of 2021 list um, has kind of already changed the way I'm consuming media in 2022 uh, mm. because I feel like I'm trying to go out of my way to... Um, like to play and watch and just like consume as i said like a lot more things so that i have more kind of contenders for the best ofs and i don't know if that's a positive or negative you thing because it feels like our lives have just become a constant search for content to talk well, about <laughs> i've kind of gamified like the way that i enjoy films and tv shows which isn't too great <laughs> but it means i have been going out my way to play and watch a lot more like i i haven't finished it yet but i've been watching a series on netflix i don't know if you would have heard of this but i think it would be very much up your alley um called archive 81 have you come oh, across i've that? seen it i saw it pop up it looks spooky scary well I've seen yeah spooky scary I think I initially heard about it on Twitter at the end of last year because uh, I think it was James One, who we obviously know and love from The Conjuring and Insidious and all that jazz. And he, Malignant, um, your favourite And Malignant. I was going to say away that. from that. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I thought you might shriek and I'm turn already off this <laughs> in, in a perpetual state of rage, so there's nothing more you can do to harm me. Well, I'll give it a damn good go. Um, but yeah, so Archive 81 is a series I think James One is maybe an executive producer on. Or at the very least, he was just kind of raving about it coming out on Twitter. So I checked that out and I've watched, uh, I think, six episodes. There's eight in total. Um, but it's pretty good so far. I don't know if it'll be, you know, it's difficult to tell at the minute. We're only in January whether it'll be like one of my top of the year. But um, it's kind of, you know, like we spoke about when we did our preview of 2022, it's something that I hadn't known was coming out and yet might now be one of the best things I've watched so far this year. It's like it's yeah. it's it's always interesting to stumble across those little like hidden gems among the massive releases that are coming out. Um, yeah. You did you did talk around it. You haven't actually explained at any point what it is about. I'm very sorry. Um, well, I will probably give like more of a, a proper review when I've finished it. But um, in terms of context for what it is, it is a uh, it's a eight part mini series about a guy who is, I guess, the, his job. You'd kind of describe him as a restorer. Like he he restores um, mm. a lot of analog uh, video and audio. Uh, into digital mediums so that people can enjoy it so a lot of you know super 8 film and things like that Um, and he basically gets a job where he has to go to this incredibly remote location because supposedly all these important files can't be moved from like this creepy little cabin in the middle of the woods (laughs) conveniently Um, and he has to restore these tapes 
that were recorded in, I think, the 90s in this building that burned down. Um, but he starts kind of realising that there's, like, some weird connections and, like, his um, his his family all... Uh, this isn't too spoilery, but his family all died in a fire when he was younger. And, like, maybe the some of the incident, incidents that happen in these tapes are kind of related to him personally. Um, and it goes between showing him at this facility um uh remastering and everything these tapes and then also cuts to in the 90s this girl who is the main like also i guess the main character of the show alongside him and shows uh it's kind of found footagey initially but then it fully goes into just showing like that period of time and how um kind of what she was doing she's basically it's <laughs> i'm awful at describing this because <laughs> there's a lot going on but he's restoring these tapes and the side story is that she is recording these tapes in the 90s um, because she's kind of making a documentary about this building that she's moved into Uh, so you've got those sort of two parallel stories that start crossing over quite a lot Uh, but yeah I I'm currently really enjoying it and I just thought I'd I'd give you a little nudge to watch it and also anyone else who is into it's quite scary um, or it's very good at your recommendation I'm gonna give it a go I need to it's change good. up. You've been watching that, which seems like a very enjoyable, high-quality TV show. I've right. been watching Bear Grylls, The Island, for like <laughs> okay. the past two days, off of a recommendation of two of our lovely, lovely friends. Yeah, uh, I was going to say that's familiar. Yeah, I, I thought you'd recommended it, but I, I oh, forgot. Oh, no. It's just angry friends. people dropped into an island and having to survive. Mm. And I don't know why it fascinates me, but it does. Okay, ish, well, if you want a bit of a palate mental. cleanser, um, Archive 81 is so far pretty good. I need to finish it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how high my expectations are for how it will finish. I feel like it started much stronger, and that's perhaps why I haven't finished it yet because I've mm. had a few days off of watching it. Um, but it's pretty, it's pretty solid. It's a pretty fun damn time. Um, what else is there that we covered recently? Oh, a film that we can both speak about uh, that we watched recently. Scream 5 or just Scream. Five. Scream. Um, the you... worst Scream. <laughs> I would disagree, but uh, give us give us the, your thoughts first. Start off okay. on a negative and we'll climb from there. Okay, so if you don't know what Scream is about, um, the new Scream, this is going to get confusing. You've got new Scream, you've got old Scream, you've got numbered Screams. Three different Screams. Uh, yeah. New Scream is essentially original recipe Scream, but worse. They, <laughs> okay. they tried to do a, a Halloween 2018 and they cocked it up. And it's it, for me, it was it, the thing that really tore it apart and the main thing that tore it apart. There are a lot of, I've got lots of little issues with it. But the main thing is, obviously, the whole thing about Scream is it's meta. It acknowledges other uh, horror movie properties. It acknowledges how to survive a horror movie, stuff like that. Yeah. It was like the first big sort of meta thing from Wes Craven. Um, And Scream 1 was fantastic. And then in the new one, they basically take that and do it kind of like a checklist of they have to be like, well, we have to mention all the rules of a horror movie. Um, we then have to point out how meta we are at least 25 times. And then when referencing other properties, we don't do it in a fun niche way. We just wait until we're in a car together and talking about weird killers. And we just name drop as many killers in a row just just to get that ticked off. So we're done. So we can say we've done it. Yeah, I, 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 it I, didn't gel for me. 
I um I don't think I necessarily disagree with you that it is very self-indulgent. I mean, the, like the original Scream, and like all of them, you know, it does have that self-referential they and very forward breaking. They kept on saying multiple times the whole thing that they do in most of those self-referential movies of, oh, this can't be better than the first one. The first one's obviously greater. And it's, it's like watching a man going and just whipping himself. He's like, oh, no, this can't be better than the first. <laughs> it, the first one's better. Just get over it. Just, yeah. just deal with that. Come on I now. think, I mean, I think when we're looking at that kind of self-referential stuff, there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely that. I mean, a bit that stood out for me is where that you've got in the screen world, the, the screen movies kind of exist, but they're called Stab. And mm. um, the fact that this new one is just called Scream rather than Scream 5. Um, in the film itself, they watch a YouTube or a YouTube video is played at some point and they're talking about Stab 8, but it's just called Stab. And they're like, why is it not called Stab 8? It should be. And it's kind of like, what? what is the joke here like this i don't know yeah it yeah. is a bit much it, um I but i did really the killers uh, that's the last thing i want to throw in <laughs> i'm angry let me you... say something no nice for... you've rolled me i didn't think that I, I could get more enraged and you've done it you've rolled me up the killers okay. one of the killers pretty good played it well the other one no fucking reason for them well no spoilers um no i'm not gonna to do who they are you go watch this horrible film if but... you want to <laughs> Okay. Now say all the good things about it. Do it. Well, I, I won't go on a rant about how I thought it was actually pretty good, but I will say the self-referential stuff that I thought was actually quite good was um, when they were talking about requels, which isn't a word that I've heard before, but it is. Mm. we've spoken about it on here when we're talking about you know the new Halloween and they mentioned in this Ghostbusters and Jurassic Park and all these films that are sequels to established properties um but kind of you know have original characters in them like the new star wars films like uh, yeah. i mean pretty much any major franchise film now um there were definitely better ways they could have handled some of that like when they're talking about modern horror films they literally just say like hereditary the babadook like all these names and it's like yeah i mean i get but then my argument would be what's the difference between that and let's say, you know, how excited you got for Spider-Man or the likes of Multiverse of Madness, where it is almost the same, just kind of ticking off a checklist of like, oh, I recognise that thing. I think because for me, and this is my bias is shining through, uh, in the Spider-Man movie, if we're using that as an example against Scream in, say, bringing back old characters, um, mm. it was done in a very organic way that was the whole point of the story that was written was to reintroduce these characters. Whereas, because um, in the new Scream movie, uh, the main character, Sidney Prescott, does appear. That's not a spoiler or a huge revelation to anybody because no, she's in all of them. But they they didn't do it in like a, a reason for her to be there. She just kind of rocks up and goes, well, I've, I'm just here now, let's deal with it. I'm like, you, yeah. you, she didn't need to come down. She she came because she wanted to, because she was like, <laughs> I need to I need to get this, this history and saga of my life over. It was already over. You were far away from it. Just stay it away. Was. Yeah, no, I, I can understand the differences there then. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if people enjoy the Scream movies, there's definitely, you should definitely go see the new one because it is kind of a celebration of the entire franchise, mainly the first instalment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like you hated it. I like the second we came out of the cinema, you were like uh, buzzing with anger, and I was just like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." Like, nah, I don't know. I, d I didn't super super hate it. It just it felt too self congratulatory for me, and I think that's the reason it rubbed me the wrong way. 
was because yeah. I, I just didn't think it deserved to have this pedestal that it seemingly had put itself up onto. That's but fair. as a slasher movie, um, yeah, it keeps you guessing all the way throughout. As a Scream movie, it's, that's passable. That's <laughs> so very brave of you. <laughs> Um, there's some there's some good kills in it, which is all you really want from a slasher movie. There is. I was I didn't realize until we were about to see it. That it's an eighteen, and I was kind of interested to see what they do with that. I but I feel uh, yeah, there wasn't any real reason. I don't think. No, no. I feel like it very much could have been a fifteen. Like I've seen much worse in a fifteen. Mm. Um, so I didn't really get that. But I don't know. America and rating systems are weird. So mm. um, I'll just tell to you what it has done for me though. Okay. Just as a little side note, uh, it, because it name dropped so many other horror movies, I'm like, hey, I haven't actually seen like the Babadook or It Follows in like. A couple of years now so i think this week while i'm just chilling around i'm just going to have a horror movie marathon that's not a bad idea they are very yeah. very good movies i like that i haven't seen the babadook in ages but i feel like i watched that so much when it should came we, out should we I'm... hold hands and watch the babadook together soon can that be our, <laughs> we our can absolutely date? do that um i just want to rile you up and annoy you one more time before oh, we move on to do. something else uh, i used to I'm be gonna... a i used to be a kind and considerate person before i met you and now i'm just angry <laughs> You know how um, you know how you absolutely love Guillermo del Toro, as we covered before. Yes, I do. Um, have, have you seen the teaser for his? It is his Pinocchio film. We kind of hinted at it or mentioned <laughs> that we thought it was coming. Um, but have you seen the teaser for this on Netflix? Uh, no, I haven't. You, um, am I going to get riled? <laughs> no, I mean just by his sheer name. But it, it actually looks quite charming. Like there was only about a forty-second teaser where they pretty much just reveal it's coming. Um, but it's an animated, I think it's stop motion animated film Ooh. where um, uh, Ewan McGregor of uh, Star Wars Episode Ooh. 3 fame, the only film he's ever been in, um, he plays Cricket, who I don't really know the Pinocchio story, but is, I suppose, the cricket that lives inside Pinocchio's body. Uh, yeah. Take from that what you will, it's quite odd. <laughs> um but yeah, it's literally just kind of a, a reveal of concept. I think it's coming at the end of the year, but I just wanted to provide a little update on that you because we covered it previously. I, um, I won't be angry about it. I will wait until I'm sat on a plane to watch it. I might need to rent out a plane to watch <laughs> all of your <laughs> Rent a private movies. plane yeah. just to watch Pinocchio. Uh, we're actually going to see a Guillermo del Toro film this week as of we recording. Are. I've um, spent all week uh, fashioning wings out of cardboard boxes, so I stand by my element of having to watch every one of his movies on a plane i'm going to come in full uniform and the captain you're a hat. very bizarre young man sometimes uh, that's the point <laughs> i like to be um, zany do i have any other burning topics i mean i have kind of stuff that i feel like i find <laughs> would interesting but i don't know if you or anyone else listening would i don't i don't know i can't answer that question for all you can do is lay down those airwaves well i will say make their um, own decisions I will say that I finally finished Returnal uh, last week and um, that absolutely would have been my game of the year for 2021 had I actually finished it pl or played it last year. Are um, you telling me that Returnal was better than WarioWare Smooth Moves? <laughs> it was, considering that that's the Wii WarioWare game. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, no, Returnal was... I really loved it, but it's kind of... Even more so, I'd say, than most From Software games. Uh, Elden Ring coming out next month. Very excited for that. Mm. Um, it was prohibitively difficult. Like, 
I I managed to get through it after about I think around 30 hours it took me but like going on the subreddit and stuff I feel uh, a lot of people have put how like they're in the third area out of six in total and they've been playing it for like 95 hours (laughs) um they've grown full beards by the time they've finished the game (laughs) It's insanely hard. I mean, like Archive 81, I don't think I've actually given any indication of what Returnal is. So a quick little rundown for people who don't know. Um, It is a third-person action shooter game uh, in which you have to progress through um, progressively more difficult uh, worlds and fight a boss at the end of each. Not entirely remarkable in that sense, but it's a a roguelike game. So when you die, you go back to the very beginning. and a lot of the enemies are um, kind of, I guess, people who don't know this term maybe won't understand this, but it's like bullet hell. So it's like generally they'll fire orbs at you. You have to dodge or, you know, it's it's very yeah. reflex driven. Um, a lot of yeah, bright lights uh, and a lot of running. A lot of bright lights and a lot of running. Um, a lot of really pretty bright lights because it is one of the few <laughs> PlayStation 5 exclusives that you can get at the minute. Uh, and it really utilizes that. Like the yeah. controls are really sharp and it utilizes the DualShock 5's features um, really nicely. So, yeah, big thumbs up from me. But I would completely understand many people may not want to get it or even try it because it is ridiculously hard. Like, yeah, I imagine the curve on it is. Oh, it's insane. Like, the a lot of people get stuck on the very first area, um, which I did for about a day or so, but then specifically most people get stuck on the third one because it's mainly just the boss is, like, insane. You have to, like, jump between these disintegrating platforms while dodging literally at least, I don't know, five different attacks from different directions all at once while also trying to damage this boss. Like, it gets absolutely insane. Um, but big thumbs up from me. Are you very excited, Tom, for Pokemon on Friday? I'm very, very excited for Pokemon on Friday. Have you been looking at any of the leaks so far? I've been looking at a couple of the leaks. I've been trying to stay away from most things. The thing that I'm most excited about, is just to to take it on a small tangent, um, is a lot of people going in were very negative on this game because they thought it would just be really shitty, and I was for a little point. Uh, But every single review that's come out so far from people who've had it early or played any leaked footage of it have said it's just really fun i think that's what i'm missing from a good old pokemon game it might make it to my game of the year who knows anything (laughs) i don't think there's much doubt of that happening or at least on the list somewhere i'm assuming there's some some heavy hitters coming out of skywalker sagas coming out which i wasn't excited for and then i saw the trailer for and now i can't wait to play it yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that as well. I, I'm, I'm just, I think I'm going to try and. Oh, sorry, I just bumped the mic. I had a stern oh, telling off from how, Tom. How dare you? <laughs> before we began, he Do said, you know oh, how you... long that takes for me to edit out." You haven't got to edit out. I've just called it out. People can hear it. They know that well, this now is a random shackle. So it production. just thinks that you're crazy. Um. Yeah, no, as I mentioned, like I've kind of been I want to go out of my way to play a lot more games and watch a lot more films, which I don't know how I can do. I watched fucking loads last year, but um like I'm really looking forward to Sifu, which we mentioned, or Saifu, I don't know how yeah. you pronounce it, because that's the start of February, isn't it? It's like February fourth. Um, I think so. So yeah, I'm gonna pick that up. I'll probably pick up Dying Light at some point. I mean, there's too many games coming out in February as we covered. Like you've got Sifu, Dying Light um Elden Horizon, Ring Horizon Zero Dawn 
and or Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring. Yeah, so it's like I'm probably going to spread those out over the course of the next few months because um, money is a thing yeah. that exists. We <laughs> uh, can be destitute, but as long as we're playing seafood, it doesn't really matter. We can. But I tell you what, I'm very um, interested actually for next week uh, when I imagine on this podcast you will be giving some first impressions for that Pokemon game because you are a Pokemon super fan, but I feel I'm like you're also... a maniac. You are, <laughs> but um, you're also not, you know, uh, I'd say deluded by the franchise to the point where if it was shit, you'd still be oh, like, I love Pokemon. I would let you know. Same. same. Uh, there are two fran- there are three franchises that I hold above all, and that is Spider-Man, Game of Thrones, and Pokemon. And I will yeah. very happily call it out if it is not good. But also, they are very hyped. So there's a lot of pressure. So I'm excited to just get my hands on it and give it a go. I'll be honest with you. It means yeah. that most of my days in the next week, I'm going to be the Pokemon master. I've I've started wearing baseball caps in anticipation for it. I've been practicing the twizzle backwards. Nice. My girlfriend uh, wakes up every morning with me just screaming old Pokemon lyrics at her every day, just to keep her. <laughs> just on random edge. ones, not the yeah. Pokemon theme. Just, I mean, are there any other Pokemon songs? <laughs> there, I'm sure you'll be able are, to. There are one for uh, every new season, my friend. Is there really? Yeah, of course. I thought it was is. just I want to be the very best. No, than whatever was that's old stuff. Oh, you've, well, I don't you've, know. You've got I want to be a hero. I want to be a champion. Very, very news to me. intimidating and motivational at the same time. Scares me to sleep <laughs> Intimidating. <every night>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were going for with that children's yeah. show theme. <laughs> really helps. Um, yeah. Wonderful. I, I, I'm excited to pick it up. Um, yeah. In terms of something I know you also have an opinion on that I watched this week because it okay. finally came out on Now TV because I missed it in cinemas. Is it Nobody? Didn't want to rent it. It is Nobody. Nice. I was pleasantly shocked by, because... Pleasantly shocked? You were looking forward to it? Yeah. But as in, like, I thought it would be, like, your above average, like your Jack Reacher's or your... Yeah. mm, I can't think of another above average action movie that I've seen recently. Uh, Your Fast and Furious Mission Impossible, where the Henry Cavill one, pretty good because again, yeah, where it's he the reloads action, his arms. The only action movie a man reloads his arms, and that always that scene lives rent free in my head. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I I would put it at least on par with the first John Wick movie, which oh absolutely, again, I really yeah. love. I really really enjoyed Nobody. I think uh, not just because Bob Odenkirk's great. I mean, um, what's his name? Um, Doc Brown. I've forgotten who the actor is. Christopher Lloyd. He's also great in it yeah. um, as as uh, as jo- Bob Odenkirk's dad. Like that's quite a surprising. I didn't even know he was really in it, and he uh, is is one of the the main takeaways. I think. Yeah, his solo scene when they try and uh, do do the old murder of him. Yeah, uh, it's very it's really very good. good. Um, I think again, the bus the scene in that. Great. I think the bus scene in that is probably my favourite bit from that film and also many action films i've seen recently mm. i very much enjoyed it was, it was nice to have instead of just a man just demolishing everybody he gets beaten the shit out of he does yeah and he just keeps I, on he gets thrown out of a window and then just walks <laughs> back in again it's great it's um it's it's really great to see bob odenkirk i mean we've spoken about this with actors in roles that you wouldn't sort of expect them in with the likes of you know adam sandler and um did we talk about Adam Sandler? I think I was going to, and then I haven't. But we've spoken about this anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Bob Odenkirk, I've only ever really seen 
in um, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul as Saul Goodman. And, but, you know, I know a lot of people know him as a very comedic actor um, from a lot of sketch shows he's kind of done. But yeah, it's it's really like I was shocked at how he doesn't you don't even really remember that he was um, this kind of comedic, goofy character. No, he, because, he plays it very serious and very straight. Yeah. Big um, thumbs up for I nobody. would say my main disappointment with it was going in. I thought it would be more that little bit of comedy, like in, say, something like Barry, where it's that dark comedy. And they did it a little bit at the start where I think he's got an inner monologue going about how stupid he is because he let two people into his house uh, and then he gets cut off and goes back to Family Man. I thought they were going to play on that a little bit more yeah, and have him still trying to, at least for the first half of the film, still try and really be the Family Man with having these really sort of dark monologues. But yeah, you get what That's you're fair. given. You get what you're given. You you've got to be happy with old Odenkirk. You certainly do get what you're given, and I feel like that's the the best possible way that we could wrap up this episode of Bevies with the Boys, if you will allow me to do so. Oh, definitely, and I think that's a very sum average uh, review of this podcast. You get what you're given. <laughs> um but yeah, as always, thank you very much for listening. We very much appreciate that. Um, we also very much would appreciate it if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, if you follow us on wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to us in your ears currently, that would be delightful. Um, follow us on the old Instagram at BevBoysPod or just search Bevies with the Boys and it should come up. Same as uh, Facebook. We are also on there. Um, uh, even though many people are no longer. little political joke there for you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, chuckle out of me. I think that's, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, after, you know, after last week's extravaganza, we're just back yeah. to regular recipe bevies with the boys, and it feels we good to be back. made it through without counting down a single number, and I'm proud we certainly of us for did. that. <laughs> um, so I'm I've just... <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just off to go around Tom's and pick him up uh, like the little baby doll he is. Yeah. I'll um, put Babadook on my phone so we can have that date <laughs> night while you do it. It'd be really romantic. Sounds like a very cosy evening. Uh, so I'll say goodbye to you, Tom. And I will oh, say oh. Uh, goodbye to whoever's ears I'm in right now. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs>